Welcome to the Small Business Surgeon Podcast, the show where we dissect the businesses of top producers, examine their growth strategies, and share with you the bare bones of their success. I am your host, Samuel Smith, and I'm glad you're here. Let's operate. All right, guys, this is going to be a super interesting episode for you all. I am joined today by the creator of the 5-in-1 Marketing Method, the host of the New World Marketing Order podcast, and owner and chief cook and bottle washer at a bunch of different companies uh, that's going to keep us talking, I'm sure, for all (laughs) of the allotted time, Mr. Billy Bat. Billy, welcome to the Small Business Surgeon, man. It's great to have you on, buddy. Nice. Nice, nice. Yeah, man, I'd, I'd be in my office right now, but, uh, you know, I've been traveling uh, back here. I'm, I'm with my partner here in Florida, and, uh, you know, he needed me down here. We're going to knock some things out, and it's been great, great to be here. We actually, it's our first time meeting in person. Yes, uh, sir. So it's really cool. So it's really cool. And, um, yeah. I know we've been trying to get this one on so the schedule now, you know, for a little bit. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Last week, last week was just, there was no doing it last week. I was... <laughs> um, I was I my my flight had to get changed, uh, and then we had the event. The event was crazy, uh, you know. And so, anyways, I made it. I'm here. I'm back. I'm settled. So now it's uh, we're in work mode. So Dude, it's it's real. It's my pleasure yeah. to have you. Yeah, man, we got a lot to unpack and a short time to unpack it in. Yes. And you know, I know you're in lead gen and stuff, but you're down in Florida working in roofing right now. How do you uh, how do you even get there from where yeah. from where you started out? Tell me about your journey, man. Okay, man, like I can give you a one-two about my background and then I'll go right into the, uh, into the business side of things. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, so I left my home at 13. Um, I ended up on the streets. Um, I was doing drugs. I was in gangs, all that stuff. And, you know, lost pretty much all my friends by the age of 17, whether it was due to dead or in jail or, oh, wow. or bad drug habits. Bad stuff in the streets myself and I had a couple near death experiences i'm not gonna get too deep into those but i mean i made a decision saying hey i'm fucking done with this uh and then i went out west and i went to the oil field and i went started at the bottom there and i worked in the oil field for about eight years and i by the time i was done i was rebuilding gas plants pipelines i was running crews of 100 150 guys oh wow was that was that in was that in canada then yeah, yeah, Northwestern Canada, Alberta, BC, Saskatchewan, um, long days, 12 hours, 16 hour days. And uh, the industry just sort of went to shit because of our government. And I, I didn't know whether I'd have a job every other day. You know, where, am I getting laid off? What's going to happen? Dude, I, don't, no, I don't feel get me that, wrong. <laughs> don't get me wrong. I was making good money. I was making, you know, twelve, eighteen hundred dollars $1,800 a day, but it was feast or famine, right? Mm-hmm. So, and yes, I had sir. a daughter on, I had a daughter on the way. Um, and I was like, we gotta figure something out. So I started reading, a, you know, I picked up Grant Cardone's book, 10X Rules, started reading that, started digging into content, started looking at events, went to, started going, getting into events. And then next thing you know, I'm selling coaching programs for one of Russell Brunson's guys. Oh, no kidding. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then I started learning, um, lead gen. I bought a, bought a course from, from the, from the commissions that, that I was making, um, from there, started building my lead gen business, got in the websites, funnel, da, 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 you know, everything, you name it. And then from there, um, because I've, I have familiar background with contracting, 
Um, I just stuck with contractors. It was just, you know, a familiarity, I guess you could say. Dude, it seems family. to be that the, the contractor side of things, the contractors, they get good at fixing houses and they get good at fixing roofs and, and good at all the all the practical aspects of it, but they never learn how to run the businesses, man, because I, I see a lot of, a lot of similarities mm-hmm. in our journey, and uh, I do a lot of interaction with contractors. Mm. Yeah, no, actually, we do a lot, uh, too. I think we... Cause we're, we're helping with recruiting sales reps and the marketing side of things now. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, you know, we got about like over almost a quarter million in proposals out in the last seven days. Uh, I got a couple of them wrapping up right now, a couple that are coming out a bit, but you know, we keep working that and uh, we got a nice little process that really helps everybody win. If they, when they see the value, some people are a little close minded on seeing the value, mm-hmm. but when they see the value, it's like, they're like, okay, let's roll, you know? So, um, you know, and not every, you can't change everybody's mind. There was a saying I heard the other day. Um, I was on, uh, what was I watching? The 10X uh, Growth Conference, uh-huh. right? You know about that? With Grant oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and Pitbull was there, and he said, you can bring a donkey to water, but you can't make it a horse. <laughs> right? And so that was going to say, like, hey, you know, like, you could, like, a players or a players or some people you just can't make an a player you know what i mean like it's just how it goes no so, that's that's very um, true I know. yeah that was true and when i heard that i was like i even had like names pop up in my head of people that i tried to make in a players but they just weren't a player material man and you're just like one of the right? things i learned one of the things i learned about recruiting here yeah, not in the not too distant past was uh man the yankees hey, you were- are we recording? It yeah. doesn't seem like it's recording. Yeah, it's oh, recording. Oh, it's on a different... Oh, let's uh, say I don't see recording. <laughs> no, nah, I'm recording on... For, for those listening on iTunes, I record on OBS, and then I oh, run, nice, it, I run nice. it through uh, Adobe Audition. Um, so it doesn't yeah, show yeah, as a little going. recording light on Zoom. Um, nice. But no, in recruiting, like, the Yankees, the Yankees don't pull people off a of Craigslist. You know, the Yankees get people from... They get the top performers from their other teams. You know, they get the people that already have jobs. They get the top players from the minor leagues. They get the top players from the weaker sides. And, um, man, that's one of the things in recruiting that, that I've really discovered. you got to go find somebody that's already kicking yeah, ass. No. We will. Yeah, we will set up campaigns in, like, a million different places, but we have a good little filtering mm-hmm. uh, system. Um, we get them on a one-two interview from there. Uh, make sure that they meet the requirements, um, you know, and if companies want more boundaries on those requirements, well, I tell them, hey, um, the more requirements you put on us for that, then the less volume you're going to get. The goal is to get like 30 reps and put them, you know, to work. And then once you get them to work, then you start sifting through, you probably keep five to 10 of them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And rinse so, and repeat. So, Right, especially, and and that's the thing is like you know, and but like, especially when it comes to salespeople, because that's like any business, like real estate, yeah. like like car sales, any of it. I mean, mm. you know, you you just yeah, wash I, people out. I think especially with salespeople, though, um, the thing is, is they're a dime a dozen, but until you get them to work, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and then it's like, are you really really a producer? I mean, so, uh, but we've we've dialed this in. It's it's been really good, and actually, we're gonna be doing a lot. Actually, I'm in I'm in a speaking program right now. Um, after a little bit here, I'll be I'll be speaking on some stages and, and promoting these services, but also doing people a service by getting our message out there and and just getting out in the world. And especially now down in Florida, man, it's wide open down here. Same in Texas, so <laughs> might even get some in, might even get some in person stages. What's what's going on in Canada? Are they are they open yet, or are they just still hanging no, out? No, they just locked down the day I left, dude. Like again. Um, 
Yeah, they locked down. They're like they're protesting in Edmonton right now. There's riots going on in Montreal. My riots going on in Toronto. All the major cities are rioting. What um, the? That's not in the news. <laughs> of course, it, why would wow. it be in the news? That's crazy. Why would that be in the news? I got, but I have friends all over, right? So I know this, but you know, it's not going to be on CNN because it doesn't fit that. No, it doesn't fit that, does it? Their freedoms, right? Well, that, so, all of my, all of my family in no, England, uh, so. they're all just. I, I would have gone back to England, but I don't. Uh, you know, I, I, I don't want to get vaccinated for some for some shit I don't understand, and uh, I can't dude, travel not, there. Dude, I'm not gonna actually. Just tell. So there's actually I found a loophole. Uh, when you fly back, you're supposed to go into like a hotel quarantine in, in the airport or whatever or if you refuse it you get a fine or mm-hmm. who knows what happens but apparently what i can do is it's a bunch of snow my mom sent me this uh you can fly back and go and land in like seattle or somewhere by the border mm-hmm. and then take a taxi across the border and then you don't have <laughs> and then you don't have to do that just smuggle yourself like, in you gotta smuggle yeah, yourself into your own country i gotta smuggle myself into my own country yeah wow 100%. Isn't that awesome? <laughs> Dude, it's crazy what's happened this year. Yeah. I mean, I don't know yeah. about I don't know about you. Um, when when COVID first hit, like everything shut down. You know, my, my two main businesses are mm. uh, are real estate and then lead gen and media, and everything shut down. And then on the back of it, as we mm. pivoted and adapted our business strategies, I had one of my best years mm. ever last year. What changes did you see mm. in uh, in your industries, both in construction and in lead gen last? year did uh, did things shift in a positive way well, for you well solar was already virtual mm-hmm. um so they already have virtual closers um roofing what they did was they adjusted to having like a screen share on a zoom when mm-hmm. they're doing an inspection and showing the homeowner live while the homeowner's in the house and the roofers on top of the house um doing inspections obviously mask and gloves right? well, that's that's really smart man yeah, so you had that happen in the roof industry. Um, with the lead gen online industry, obviously, we were already online, so we were already mm-hmm. 10 steps ahead. Um, so I didn't really see much about that. Um, people, but speaking, a lot of speakers now are leveraging other virtual stages, so that's yeah. really big right now. Yeah, and, and they're still crushing, and they're still crushing. Um, so like virtual, obviously, is is going heavily in, a, in one direction but there's still a lot of things that are still you know and this still needs a human touch of course you know you ain't, you ain't putting a roof on virtually that's for sure so <laughs> um yeah so no that's going really well and um yeah things are going things are rock and roll i feel like people now have momentum um i already sort of had a bit of momentum even when COVID hit it didn't slow me down i sped up mm-hmm. um i just you know i did have a couple of days where i tripped and i went out drinking one night and i was like what the hell am i doing <laughs> get back to work like, what the hell yeah. am i doing i was i was i was freaked out for a minute but it was just because i was over by toronto at the time and toronto just got hit really hard but other than that man like i'm 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 living like it's not even here i don't give a shit about the policies uh we just rented a boat for sunday you know yeah, we're going out on a boat we're gonna have some fun we got a couple of people we're networking i was just at a, a 30 person mastermind i'm doing everything i can to make everything as normal as i can for myself i and, i love that and whether that if you got to relocate and if and like my daughter and she's up with her mother up in canada right now while i'm down here trying to get some business going well not um and then um i'm working out a game plan to get them down here I'm going to be back up in May. 
but uh-huh. I'll be there for like a couple months and then, and I'm going to figure out a plan to get them down here. Dude, so many people are moving to Texas. We are running out of houses. Um, we can't build them fast enough. Yeah, I'm moving to Florida. I'm, mo- I'm moving to Florida. I was in Florida in January for a mastermind, a mastermind of all things. Um, and we, we chose Florida because it was the only Dude, place I that, love that was Florida open. in January. The, the, there was no masks, no restrictions, no nothing. Mm. Uh, it was it was great. And if you look at our, I don't want to get too political, but if you look at our uh, our infection numbers and everything, we got the lowest in the in the country. So I mean, it, we must be doing something right. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. tell me a What's little bit. Do you know, I, do you know, this is how I this. Yeah. Well, yeah. Tell about what? Sorry. <laughs> tell me a little bit about masterminds, because you just mentioned one. I just mentioned one. Uh, when did you go to your first mastermind, and how did it kind of transform, oh, my transform first, your way of thinking? See, I don't think I remember my first mastermind. Let me let me pull back. I remember my first event. Mm-hmm. My first event was uh, the 10x Growth Con in Vegas, Growth Con Two, and um, I spent uh, that. For, I was at that event. I was four rows from the back. I was right up in the back, and um, that event changed my life for real. Oh wow! Um, like, Tell us yeah, about that. Like, that lit a fire under my ass. I, I, I was, I was like, these are my people. Like these mm-hmm. are my kind of people. The, the game changers, the non-connectors, the you know people that are willing to do whatever it takes to get the job done. Those are my kind of people. Um, and then the next year, I went from there, and I was uh, four rows from the front. <laughs> so I went from being the very back to up sitting with the vips up there so a little different um, energy huh yeah way different bro way different so getting that done that was that was really cool um i got to meet a lot of big big players there um and obviously you know ever since it's it's been all she wrote um consistently i i'm always investing in myself like i think i spent like 100k in personal development alone last year um you know that's personal development i'm doing like meditation stuff um, getting all different copywriting formulas, positioning formulas, sales training, team building systems, processes, uh, you know, like literally. That's a, that's a lot of work, man. Well, dude, it's, you know, what, like whatever I got to be to get to where I want to go. And, and how can I shorten the gap? Well, if I can dish out 10 grand to this guy here and he's got to figure it out, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cut that check. Right? I mean, that's, that's essentially it. what it is. Um, I, I mean, you, you hire a coach and it, it's yeah. somebody to help you navigate the mistakes that they've already made. You know, that, yeah. that's, that's straight up. And it's honestly been some of the best things ever. And that's why we're able to send out, you know, 100K in contracts in a day because we know um, what not to do. Mm-hmm. right and and the people and the people that know us know that in the even our crms we work our crm like i'm telling you when we get our get our leads in we work that to the to the t we exhaust those lists but that's another training that we did that we learned from sales training that we learned right. you know keep exhausting that list and filter out the people you don't want and keep bringing in new leads people some people it's weird because some people will appreciate all the offers like i get some people in my pipeline that literally just want to hop on a call and hear our new bitch all wow. the time like like i like hey what's your new offer oh i can't afford that you got any more courses oh i can't <laughs> afford that you got this and then it's like but he'll and then we'll let a new campaign like three weeks later and he's like yeah i'll hop on a call <laughs> so we know he's buying it's just not today just when right? yeah. yeah yeah it's just not today and, and it's just got to hit his needs and you know that's just how it goes um, but yeah, when it comes to the investing in ourselves, man, I, I got, 
I invest in myself and my team training too. Team training is so like people underestimate the, you know, I got a couple of salespeople and we train like, especially the new, new, new sales three hours a day. Wow. Training. Three hours a day until you're up to closing speed. Right. And then we'll go down to like one and a half two. but till then it's three hours a day, every day, train, role play, other coaches, train, role play, other coaches and, whatever we got to do to get our guys. So in our space, some marketing companies um, won't even close deals in, within six, 10 months with yeah. the contractor. Um, our sales team, uh, when they come on board, they're closing deals within three weeks. Yeah, that's impressive, especially knowing how many touches that you need to generally put somebody through and, and how long it does take to, to earn their trust. So what would you say the biggest takeaway that you got from the uh, the 10x growth conference was what was the one thing that flipped a switch and really resonated with you mm, at that moment honestly was i think it was just feeling all the getting to experience that positive energy of the mm -hmm. crowd it was one of the biggest things was like wow i never knew i could vibrate so well with a bunch of people i like that right yeah and, Right. And I just never knew because I was like, I'm full of that energy all the time. Like one of my buddies calls me high octane because <laughs> I'm always freaking let go, go, go. And that's, that's me. That's how I am. And obviously, you know, there is times I shut it down for a little bit. Sometimes, you know, you need to have your breaks, but right. he's like, but, in, but then when I'm in that mode and I was around these people and everybody had that mode in them and I was like, okay, it's not just me. <laughs> it's There's more people like me out here that are pushing that envelope, right? So yeah. that was one. Um, also also seeing a bunch of the speakers and where they come from. You know, a lot of people that speak at the growth conference, um, they were regular people who made it happen, you know? Yes, yeah, that, that's um, and, a big and, one for me, get, getting around yeah. guys, like, guys like yourself and realizing, hey, we can all do this. We just have to put in the work yeah. one step at a time. You know, it, and there's no, like, everyone's looking for that magic bullet. Well, here, I'm going to give you that magic bullet. It's work. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes. There's no, there's no shortcuts. Yeah, just do the, do the fucking you, work. Do the work. That's it. <laughs> the, the, the shortcut is paying a coach for the strategies and tactics that you need to implement but you still have to put in the work. Absolutely. So now it's you're working, but you're working in a straight line instead of banging your head off the freaking wall. I like so that. Yeah. You pay for the coach. You still have to do the work to stay on track. But if you don't pay the coach, you're going to have to still work just as hard, but for two or four times as much longer, depending on how long it takes for you to figure that out. I couldn't agree more. I mean, some of the best money I've ever spent has been on coaching. I, I started uh, I started really paying coaches about three and a half years ago, right when I first decided that um, I wasn't strong enough to do this myself. You know, a lot of entrepreneurs, they put it all on their back and they say, I'm, I'm going to do this. And I don't, I wish I could convey to people that you can catch more, uh, you can catch more, more prey if you're hunting packs. You know, you can do a lot better if you align yourself with other people that are, have the same mission mm. as you. So, uh, let me ask you this though, mm -hmm. because you got a million miles 100%. an hour. Mm -hmm. You got a million miles an hour. Um, I, this, this, <laughs> yeah. It's been pretty obvious from from the time yeah. you and I got on the call before the podcast. Even, um, you know, where does your passion? Yeah. Where does your passion come from, Billy? Where Where do you Where do you reach in and, and dig? What What's driving you over there, dude? Dude, I just I just love the game. 
I love the game, the hustle. Dude, I've I been a part that. of it. I when I was that. on the when I was on the streets and when I was running around, that was all about the game. That was the hustle. That was the excitement. This here is just as, if not more, exciting for me. Um, first of all, that's first and foremost is the game. I mm -hmm. love the game. I love the process. I love the wins, dealing with losses, coaching people, being coached by people, the growth, the the, the, you know, feeling the pressure of when you're going through growth. And then when you hit that thing that you've been aiming at, and then you hit that next thing, when you start smashing doors down, dude, there's no better feeling than smashing a door down. That number two. Completely agree. Number two, my daughter. Um, I don't think if I, if I, you know, like I have spent a bit of time away from my daughter in the, two, in the first year and a half, I was in, the, she was born. I was in the oil field. I seen her for maybe five weeks. Oh, damn. So, so, but now I've, I've quit the oil field and now like if I spent three, four weeks away from her, that's not too bad. Right. Mm -hmm. It's a small sacrifice that I take. But when I get back home, I spend two, three, four weeks with her. I do my work in the day, I bring her to the babysitters, get to pick her up, we go for things. So that's my number two. My number two is my, like, it's not that she, my daughter's number two, but mm -hmm. I mean the number, you know what I'm getting at. So Absolutely. My passion, yeah, she's not my number two. She's my number one, but my number one for my passion for what I do here. Um, it was instilled in me um, many years before my daughter was even around, right? So, mm -hmm. but but I do it for her. Like I like you were saying, I, I like when I was in the oil field, we were drinking a lot. Like I barely even drink anymore. I have a couple beers, whatever, but nothing crazy. Not out partying my face off. Now <laughs> I will say one thing. I will say one thing. I was gonna go to a concert uh, right before covid hit in canada uh -huh. with one of my favorite artists electronic music and uh and i was like oh i don't want no I'm, I'm good i'll just catch it next like month or two when he comes back mm -hmm. and i'm just gonna work and then covid came and i've been kicking myself ever since so i am gonna find me a concert down here in florida before i go back <laughs> dude. Although, i will say that dude you you gotta live a little too it in was between all this in between all this you gotta live you yeah. gotta live like you, you do. can't be 90, 97% work, but at least take 3% of your time for you. Don't, it, let, don't let it all miss you. It was Florida that I caught my first concert on the way back. Yeah, and it was great. And they were a, they were a, it wasn't a big name. They were a rock cover band and they just, they just nailed it, man. Sure. It, it was, it was Either great just, just to be normal again, just to be out and about yes. and to have people and yes. nobody had a mask on and everybody was having a good time. And yeah, Dude, it was uh, real life, real life living, man. That's Dude, what I'm saying. I miss like, concerts. <laughs> We all do, bro. We all do. And you know what? And I'm here. And I'm gonna I'm gonna get that in me before I go back. Yeah. Yeah, no? yeah right? absolutely. And, absolutely. Yeah. Right. But you know, like, but I work super hard. You have to understand, like, I have like I'm putting in there's times I'll go three, four weeks straight and won't take a break. But then mm -hmm. when I do take a little break, I take I I fully take my break. Like yeah. I, I make sure I get it all out of me. So it's like I enjoyed the, every bit of that and and I'm ready to get back to work. And I get it. You know, if you got to take three days, if you got to take an afternoon, if you got to take a week, you know, and people do push that hustle, 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 hustle. And I push it. Don't get me wrong. I do, but I actually do it. And then when you are ready, when you, when you are fully gassed, cause you will gas out. Oh yeah. You do gas out, take your time for yourself and, and, and 
and you know, and recoup and refresh your brain, sleep until 3 p.m. I don't give a shit what you gotta <laughs> do, but whatever, whatever it is that that whatever it is that your reset is, you people always need a reset, dude. I can go, I can go about <laughs> three, three weeks, batteries, nah, know. dude. I can go about three weeks before I gotta take one, um, three weeks straight, and yeah, with, that's with good. High- that's, a, that's a good solid. That's a yeah. good run. It's yeah. a good run. And then, yeah. you know, okay, occasionally I'll burn a Sunday and not work. But no, for the most part, it's uh, it's pretty constant because I want to spend time with my kids, you know? Well, yeah, no, 100%. And, you know, me too. But, you know, I'm, I'm willing to sacrifice a little bit of time so that I can live good forever for the rest. Right? That, that, that's that's what it's about, man. Just put right. the work I in. Wasn't, put the work I in wasn't now. born with money. I wasn't born with money, so I got to go make it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I wasn't there. So talk to me a little bit about some of the obstacles that you faced on your journey and how you overcame them. Uh, I want my listeners oh, to man. Get, yeah, get it, give them a lesson, dude, a lesson to the listeners. Dude, I got a couple, man. Like, dude, I faced uh, a little bit of depression, drug and alcohol, um, you know, especially coming out of the oil field because we, we we did that and, and it really messes with your mental hundred percent. So I got out of you know the drug and alcohol stuff. Um, I mean, alcohol is just a way of life in the oil field. Um, yeah, it is. I, it's not who you you're there. It's not who you know. It's who you drink with. Absolutely, so man. I was on the legal the side of it. Um, I worked in oil and gas law, and we were we would travel around to the oil fields doing the acquisitions and stuff, and. It was just, high. God, everybody stayed in the hotel or stayed in the RVs. And, the, you know, the minute lunch rolled around, um, the alcohol came out. And, you know, I, I would look around and I would, I would see guys in their 50s and 60s that would just, just live in it and, you know, just, just drinking and living in RVs and divorced. And I'm like, man, this isn't the life I want. And that was a, that was a huge motivating factor in me, in me leaving the oil field was, was the, uh, the lifestyle that went with it. Okay. Um, yeah, so that was just one. Um, and then I think, I think understanding that, like, I know a lot of people in the, in in a lot of industries and understanding that money is only a number and to be scared to make a certain money amount of number is only your limitation. So like, you know, like at first, when you first get in this, I want to make 10 K. Some people are, are, I've, I've made 10 K in a week. I made 20 K in a week. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what I mean? Working in the oil field. So I, I already knew like it wasn't a lot of money for me, but I came in this industry. I've seen a lot of people like really like that $10,000 a month isn't registered in their head. So understanding that is, is, is like understanding what to do with like, uh, your mindset when it comes to a certain number of money, and, and judging somebody's character by, by how much money they have, like, oh, that guy's got a lot of money over there. Like, dude, treat everybody the same because people are people. And it doesn't matter if they're worth a billion dollars or $10. They're still a person. Don't put people on a pedestal. Yeah. Most, a lot of people in the industries put people on a pedestal. And it doesn't matter who they are. They're just down to earth as you and i you know um i know a lot of people do that and it's you know it's just i don't know i've never done that i just that's just who i am and i found that that there helped me build stronger connections quicker and faster that's yeah. one thing and um i know a lot of people struggle with that another one that i struggled with was organization <laughs> <laughs> 
organization. So that's why I got my assistant. Yes. <laughs> so as soon as, and, but I knew I was unorganized. So that's why I was like, I, I know how to throw, I know how to make a big old mess and, but make a bunch of money while I'm doing it. But I need a team to support me to clean up the back end. So if recognize where you're weak and figure out who or what you need to put in place to get that sorted out. If your sales is weak and you're running a marketing business, partner with somebody in sales. Mm -hmm. If you're great at sales, but you can probably do the marketing, but you need help with it, then pay uh, a marketing guy who's got you know some good, good marketing background, maybe a white labeler, um, or maybe partner up with them to a certain degree to pay per job kind of deal, something like that. Yeah, I couldn't but agree whatever, more. Yeah, whatever your weakness is, and you'll it, if you don't know what it is today, you'll find out real soon. <laughs> you know, like, right? If you don't know, but you'll you'll know as you start putting in action, you'll find out if yeah. it's sales or if it's marketing or if it's team building or whatever it is. And you know, also understanding your core values. You know, understanding what you stand for because if you stand for nothing, you'll fall for anything. Um, that's that's the truth. Saying that's an old saying. You know. Um, well, yeah, definitely, one hundred percent, man. I think a couple of good bullets for your audience right then and there. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Now, you know, um, we we got just a few more minutes left. Uh, I got a couple more questions for you, Billy. Um, you know, our biggest number one core value around here it's kind of a two parter. It is uh, it's show up on time and do what you say you're going to do. Um, can you share? Hundred percent. Can you share one of your core values with us, with the audience? Yeah, no lying, no negativity. I like that. You lie to me, it's done. You lie to me, it's done. Yes, That's sir. It. You, yeah, I'll treat you like every one of my ex girlfriends from now on. <laughs> um, right? I won't trust you. Um, no, I understand that. And, <laughs> and no negativity. But now, negativity and having an actual issue, a family issue, something happened very major that's different that's not negativity oh yeah don't be bringing your but don't be bringing your whining complaining <laughs> bullshit around me <laughs> i like that <laughs> kind of those are good um yeah more obviously i was i was i stand for freedom and right of choice it's another one freedom and right of choice mm -hmm. um i don't care what you do just don't 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 impose it on me and i won't impose my shit on you that's kind of where I'm at, man. If if the gays want to get married, let them get married. Just you know, leave me alone. I'll go to your I'll go to your wedding. Exactly. <laughs> I don't see why we got so much fuss about care. it. So uh, yeah, yeah, dude. that's it. So that's another one right there. So. <laughs> all right, I, I'm going to ask you one more question. Uh, one more question, Billy. That I ask all of my guests. Um, yeah, we good. Obviously, you know you're, do, you're doing real well now. Um, you, you, you're living it. You've got a little success uh, under your belt. And um, sorry, hearing a little crossover there. So, um, what is uh, this? Is a question I ask all of my guests. If you could go back to the day you began with the knowledge you've got now, what advice would you give to your younger self? Well, invest in Bitcoin first. I'll say that. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, we no, no. Everybody, I think everybody says that. So I'm gonna deter from that. Um, <laughs> what would I say first? Yeah. Um, well, first thing is I would have stopped drinking, like like partying sooner. Obviously, that was, would be one. 
uh, when I was well, that, but that was I was in a, a sort of just dealing with a mental and you know I mean that there. Right. But I think I think when it comes to business, I would have I probably would have said higher faster, higher sooner. Um, even if you don't got the money, go and find it and borrow it. Use other people's money to grow yourself faster. Mm-hmm. I think other people's money and hiring and and putting a players on your team first. Because hire people some that you can take advice from, not that you have to train. Yeah, yeah. Right? And hiring well, people's can, scary, man. If I can have a, if I, well, dude, but hiring people don't cost money. They make money, bro. A- amen yeah i know it <laughs> but i mean like starting out it's it's real scary say how am i going to afford this how am i going to make payroll how am i going to do this and um oh it- dude well me you know you can work out special deals with whoever you're hiring right mm-hmm. like if you're good at sales and you need a marketing guy and you know he's expensive and you just tell him hey man like i got these deals we're closing these are our packages if i give you 35 percent of every closed package that you run and, and, and handle that account. Would that be cool for the first little bit? Yeah. Or 25% even, you don't even have to go that high. You could probably negotiate lower, but that's negotiating deals, man. No matter what you have to build partnerships and negotiate. It doesn't yeah. matter. Completely agree. Yeah. I mean, our, uh, our sales guys work on the same kind of structure. Um, and you know, I need a couple more actually. Um, the yeah, more, the more people, the more people are higher. Yeah. I got a few more headaches, but the more people are higher, the more money I make. So, uh, it's, uh, it seems to be a, uh, a defining factor in the, uh, in the, in the, in the business world, you know? Well, you know what we can do is why don't we have a chat right after this, if you want. I got, I got some stuff for you if you want more salespeople. <laughs> I, got, I got a guy. I got a guy. I have a guy for, for marketing. I'd love to. We've all got a guy. Um, Billy, before we get off here, mate, um, tell us just a little bit about this um, five-in-one marketing method you've created and how the audience can, yeah. connect, can connect with you online. Where can we find you and where can we yeah. listen to your show? So my last guy ruined my last Instagram account, so I got a brand new one. Just <laughs> Dude, that, ha- it. that happened to me, man. It's so yeah. many foreign so followers. You can, <laughs> yeah, you can, you can mess with me at Billy the bat b-a-t-t um at on instagram or you can find me at uh, newworldmarketingorder.com okay um, that's our podcast like subscribe to the show if you love it there's some gold nuggets there and i'll tell you a bit about uh the 501 method but it's also um it's more than just a 501 method what we do with that is we have multiple channels that we set up for you guys set up appointment setters reactivation campaigns referral campaigns um all kinds of things we've generated, man, I don't even know, over 50 million in sales, easy for other businesses. Um, and then from there, uh, we also help you recruit sales teams. Um, the one with Sam here will be different. The ones that we're talking about is the ones we specifically do mm-hmm. is for contractors. Um, I would be open to setting anybody up with, um, with it in another niche, but it'll probably cost a little more because it'll be a fresh new niche. So. Contact me, Billy the Bat, NewWorldMarketingOrder.com. We can reach out there. Yeah, and you'll go, uh, you'll go check out Billy's uh, Billy's podcast as well at NewWorldMarketingOrder.com. Some good, good stuff on there, Billy. It's been my pleasure to have had you on the show today. Uh, you got anything else you'd like to add before we check out of here? Oh man, just give me a thumbs up. Let's get a picture, bro. <laughs> 
Yeah, let's do yeah, it. It was good to see you. Man, I'm yes. super grateful I finally got you on the show. And uh, again, guys, Billy Bat over at New World Market in Order. Thank you so much for listening to us uh, today. Thanks for hanging out with us, Billy. And guys, we will see you as usual on uh, this week's episode of Friday Fire this Friday. This was uh, Billy Bat on The Small Business Surgeon. Thank you for listening, and uh, we'll catch you next time. This has been The Small Business Surgeon Podcast. If you made it this far, you clearly liked it. So go on iTunes and leave us a five-star review. This helps people find the show and spread the good word. Share it with friends and follow us at Small Business Surgeon on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks for tuning in and we'll see you for your follow-up next week. The Small Business Surgeon was recorded at Texas Media Foundry in downtown Bryan, Texas. Check them out at txfoundry.com. Ooh, yeah.